Thanks for listening to Orion Talents from the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Today, I'm talking with Jack Morrow, an account executive at Orion, about the importance of developing and leveraging your personal brand on social media in order to open more doors for your job search. Hiring managers receive job applications in such large volume that you must find a way to stand out in the crowd in order to be considered for the position. By having a clear online message of who you are, what experience you have, and what direction you're going in, you're conveying your identity to the hiring manager, sometimes even before they contact you for an interview. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So if you enjoy this show, make sure you subscribe, share with your friends, and give us a rating. Thanks for listening. Hey, Jack, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. How about yourself? Very good. Thanks for joining us. So the topic I know you know of our show today is developing and leveraging your personal brand in your job search. So before we get into it, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure, I'm happy to. So my name is... Jack Morrow. I live out here in sunny San Diego, and it is sunny even though it is January 15th right now. Uh, it's a it's a beautiful day already and just getting warmer. So I'm out here. And this is where my last duty station was in the U.S. Navy um, last year, about six months ago. I exited the service uh, as a naval officer, having served at Balboa Naval Medical Center and uh, in Manama, Bahrain, on a minesweeper called the USS Dextrous. Before that, I graduated from the United States Naval Academy with a degree in computer science, which was um, a lot less about programming, a lot more about uh, computing. <laughs> it was a bit of, mm-hmm. a, bit of a, a math-heavy major, um, but set me up to, uh, to, to think about problems differently, which I really enjoyed. And previous to that, uh, I grew up in Georgia, Grew up in a in a Navy family. However, my dad was out by the time I was born. So grew up hearing about the Navy. Grew up hearing about the Academy. Ended up uh, being blessed to do both. And then now I find myself working as an account executive here at Orion. Very cool. So you know you've got your background in computer science. You were a former Navy officer. Um, but I knew I do know a little bit about your hobbies and interests just from following you on social media and having talked to you before. And um, we'll get into that a little bit because today we're talking about personal brand. So that's something that probably sounds a little bit ambiguous to some of our candidates. But, um, you know, we kind of all know what the term branding means, at least to some extent. But where this topic could get a little bit confusing is why that matters to you um, as a job seeker. So how would you define personal brand and its importance? It's a uh, it's a great question, and it's a question that you really have to answer before you start to form what that brand might look like. And a brand can be a bit of a misnomer as well. I think the word brand gets thrown around quite a bit, uh, and people take it to mean color schemes or certain fonts or, uh, oh, it's got rounded edges and it's made of glass, so it's probably Apple. That's not all of what brand is. My opinion is brand is more about... Um, the the followers of a particular type of content than it is about the content itself. And so we can get into what that looks like uh, in terms of how you shape it a bit later. But I think brand is how you are identified, how you are seen as unique within your space, and how that unique identity can help you with whatever you're trying to do. 
I think that's a good point. Aesthetics are only a piece of what a lot of people would consider branding, but it's also kind of your reputation and um, the following that you have. It's all of that kind of wrapped up into a package. So I totally get what you're saying there. Um, but you yourself, you have quite a following on social media, especially on Instagram. So you've obviously been very successful in building your personal brand. Do you have any tips for creating a personal brand? Well, sure. I, I appreciate that. It's, it is uh, limited to Instagram at this point. I actually just started this as somewhat of a, a side project. Um, I would say nine months ago now, uh, I, I decided to uh, to undertake Instagram as a, an actual concerted effort rather than just a, just a post occasionally here and there sort of thing. At the time, I had about 700 followers on Instagram. Um, and now today I'm at uh, close to 13,000 followers with pretty pretty good engagement, um, regular engagement from from those followers. So uh, tips for growing it: you have to know why you're doing it and have a pretty good reason to do it. So for me, I wanted to bring attention to my lifting career so that companies that might want to partner with me uh, would be able to have evidence that. Uh, I have a platform uh, to, to speak to their target audience as well. So I wanted to pursue sponsorships for my athletics to help subsidize what would otherwise be kind of a, a pricey hobby. So what I do is uh, I lift weights. Uh, I enjoy lifting weights. I got started with that uh, at the academy with powerlifting. Now I work on mostly deadlifting and bodybuilding. So trying to look good and trying to pick up really heavy things off the ground and it's something I really enjoy and I do with uh, with my friends and so I decided to cultivate an Instagram around uh, that activity and for me it was about and and for anyone trying to build their own brand it's about distilling what it is that you're trying to showcase and not letting other distractions get in the way so for example uh, when I post a video of me deadlifting which is probably at least once a week because I deadlift once a week and post one video from that session that typically does pretty well nowadays that does about I don't know 750 to 850 likes um, mm -hmm. just as a as a metric for for how well that post does now if I post a picture with my cats uh, and mm -hmm. I do not run a cat Instagram page I love my cats dearly they mean a lot to me. Uh, if I post a picture of just my cats, it will probably get about 450 likes. Um, and that would be the 450 people who would like anything I post regardless. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, just there, I miss out on 300 or 400 likes from people who actually like the content. So now, does it does it really matter for most people? No, but if you're trying to leverage it as a platform where you can you can use it to your advantage and and use it as a uh, as a visual resume or something like that, yeah, then it matters. And so that brand is identified by taking out the distractions from your core content. So I don't pick, post pictures of my cats. Um, it doesn't perform well on my page, and that's not why my followers follow me. So if you're trying to cultivate your first your your your, uh, your brand, I would say the first thing you have to do is get rid of some of the distractions. Mm -hmm. 
I think that's good. That's good tip. So basically what I'm getting from that is you want to show what you mentioned earlier, kind of what the, um, what you started out with on your Instagram was that you wanted to show companies who are looking to partner with you, who you are. And I think that can translate into the job seekers because basically if you're building your personal brand in a job search, you're telling hiring managers who you are. They're receiving such a large volume of resumes and, you know, invitations on LinkedIn to connect. So you're kind of wanting to stand out from the crowd in order to be considered for a position. So by having a clear message of who you are, kind of cutting out the distractions like what you said, it just helps them understand who you are, conveys your identity and makes you less of a, you know, part of the faceless crowd. So it kind of puts you out there in um, a more clear light. So I think that's a really good tip. And um, I appreciate all the advice that you just gave. So in terms of you building the following that you did, could you talk a little bit about that and just, um, I guess, how you think that it would translate to a job seeker? So how did you achieve your following and do you think that those are, the tips are applicable to the job seeking community? Sure, so uh, I achieved my following by creating content and consistently delivering content that catered to my target audience and that was of a sufficient production value that my sponsors would repost that content to their pages, which generally have much larger followings. So the accounts that have reposted my content have a quarter million followers or 100,000 followers. And so it's exposed to fresh followers that aren't already following me, then they would follow me. And I know that if I post something high enough quality that gets reposted a couple times, I could net 200, 300 followers from that one piece of content um, organically. Uh, now, how does any of this have anything to do with job seeking? Instagram specifically, unless you're trying to get into uh, the world of visual marketing or if you want to run Instagrams as a business, then sure. Um, Instagram is a good platform for that, but the, the obvious parallel uh, is LinkedIn, and LinkedIn being the professional social network, and there really aren't too many competitors in that space, and you better believe that as time goes on, uh, hiring managers are spending more time looking at their candidates' LinkedIn profiles, so there's some specific parallels I can draw between what I did to grow my Instagram following and what you can do to improve the quality of your LinkedIn as a uh, as a visual or content-driven resume. So the first aspect would be consistency. You want to consistently engage on the platform. If you just check your LinkedIn once a month, then that's fine. That's enough to prevent you know deterioration of your LinkedIn or, or, or getting behind on notifications or whatever. But if you really want to invest in a platform, you need to be on it multiple times a day. Unfortunately, that is the, the speed of business for social media and the speed of business for LinkedIn as well. So you need to be on the platform a couple times a day. That means liking content, engaging with content in the comments, sharing other people's stuff and tagging them in it to reinforce those connections. And then the most valuable thing any job seeker can do on LinkedIn is create original content. LinkedIn makes it really easy to create you know, original content either as a status or as an article. It, it's all organically embedded within the platform. So if you're on desktop, it's really easy. The LinkedIn app is actually um, awful right now. <laughs> they need to update mm -hmm. it. But if you get on the desktop, 
there's plenty of content creation tools that are available to you. Some topics that I think would be hugely valuable for our job seekers to post on LinkedIn is what the military what the military experience taught me going into my first job in the civilian world or values that I drew from my career as a naval officer, Marine Corps officer, whatever, uh, that I think apply in today's environment. Um, and and so for, for the junior officer candidate, they can go ahead and proactively answer some interview questions that hiring managers might have on their LinkedIn. So when a hiring manager hasn't even had the initial phone screen with a candidate, but sees their name, goes to the LinkedIn, reads an article, uh, well written and, and well, you know, uh, copy edited by a peer that might have been an English major or whatever, uh, and wants to and wants to get a, a job at their company, and they see the the value that they're already bringing by drawing these parallels. You got to believe that person is going into that first phone screen, not even the first in-person interview, the first phone screen with a huge leg up because they've invested in the platform. I don't know how long that would take that person to create that content, maybe an hour to three hours. But the return on the backside is that person goes into every single interview with an advantage. On the technician side, mm -hmm. if you're not on LinkedIn, which is it's pretty uncommon if you're if you're a technician candidate coming out uh, as an enlisted person with basically um, really deep trade knowledge. Say you're an electromechanical technician. Well, LinkedIn probably isn't a a very useful pro, uh, uh, platform for you. Then there's actually an opportunity where if this was something that you were really into, you could leverage uh, Instagram actually as a social platform for promoting your experience with electromechanical systems. And you could uh, you could create a page dedicated exclusively to uh, electromechanical repairs or visually interesting electromechanical uh, systems, hydraulics and whatnot, things with you know shiny whiz bang levers and buttons, provided it's not secret or, or proprietary information. If it's visually interesting, that's something that I would even consider putting on a resume, saying, "Hey, if you want to see some of the repairs I did or some of the systems I've encountered, you can check out my Instagram at um, you know Nuke Et at Instagram or whatever it is." Uh, so. Think about think about what you do. Think about the platform that would be best for it, and then consistently put out original content that you think applies to your job search. And I guarantee it can help you. And if anybody listening to this uh, takes the time to uh, to consider doing this and wants my help, my personal help with doing any of this, feel free to reach out to me. I'll, I'll make sure my contact uh, details are available. Yeah, that's great, Jack. And I think, um, you know, your example for technicians, I think that's a great idea. I personally had not thought of it. And I know a lot of times our technician candidates maybe don't have the developed link LinkedIn profiles, nor do hiring managers for those roles maybe don't focus as heavily on LinkedIn. So I think um, your suggestion for an Instagram page would be awesome. It's definitely not something that they would probably have much competition in that space, and it would definitely make them stand out. Mm-hmm. So I think when, um, you know, when we're talking about how to leverage your personal brand, what do you think some of the pitfalls would be um, in doing so? Like what should job seekers avoid when they're trying to create and hone mm. in on their personal brand? Well, I'll say this is uh, the, the question that comes before this is 
what do you not do on social media? Because those things are also what you don't do when trying to create your personal mm -hmm. brand on social media. So there's some really obvious no-nos. Uh, any sort of politically or religiously charged content, unless that's your brand, and if so, uh, God help you. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> probably avoid anything religious or political on on your uh, on your profile. It's just well, uh, and you know, one a bad one idea. thing just to just to add in there. I mean. And that, too, is just something where if you're trying to create your personal brand and tell an employer who you are before you potentially go into interview, you're not going to walk into an interview and say, uh, or at least we hope you wouldn't, um, say something that is politically or religiously charged because that's just not something that you would really talk about in the workplace either. So you kind of just exactly. think of your social media as an extension of that. Exactly. So that is uh, probably not a great idea. Uh, other things you don't want to include, um, medical information. Uh, you should also familiarize yourself with questions that interviewers are and are not allowed to ask in an interview. They can't ask anything about your medical history. They can't ask anything about your family. They can't ask uh, about religious or political affiliation. There's a big list of things that interviewers are not allowed to ask because it's uh, it's discriminatory. So I'd encourage any job seeker to familiarize themselves with that. I wasn't familiar with that uh, six months ago, but uh, later learned um, what some of the rules are there. So don't go ahead and volunteer that information on social media. Uh, now, when I, in my athletic career, tore my hip adductor um, about seven months ago, I put that on on social media because it was a good explanation for why I wasn't squatting anymore. Uh, but save from that, you know, if you have uh, a kid with a dire medical condition that's very expensive or whatnot, uh, an employer may be less inclined to employ you because it would be more costly from a medical insurance perspective. So go ahead and don't include any of that sort of stuff. I would be uh, cautious about language. I think uh, use good judgment depends on the environment you'll be working in, but probably uh, tone it down from what you would have experienced in the military. I think that's generally a um, harsher verbal environment than uh, social media needs to have. Uh, but I think another thing that kind of goes along with this, um, social media can help prove that you're human. There's a common misconception about military candidates that they're somewhat uh, robotic or, or everything by the rules and, and chop chop and not having much of a personality and not having much of a individual identity because sometimes it seems to be trained out of us uh, when we're in the service. Uh, social media is a great opportunity to prove, hey, you know, I have my own things going on that uh, that I'm excited about in my life. I'm excited about this job, but I'm also excited to be uh, investing in youth soccer or uh, excited to be doing trail maintenance um, for some of the local national parks. Whatever it is that you're into, that helps humanize you, and it also serves as uh, valuable interviewing talking points, interviewing mm -hmm. something I really enjoy. And so um, when I was interviewing for jobs, I would talk about my lifting career. It's a pretty big part of my life, and so I'd be able to draw parallels about competition on the athletic platform with competition in the workplace and whatnot. Pretty pretty obvious, you know, sports metaphors that we hear anyway, but I could draw on personal examples. And you guys can do the same thing uh, with your social media by having evidence of a, of, a, of a personal life without revealing too much and then using those things as talking points in an interview. 
I think that's great. And, you know, of course, we're talking about leveraging social media for your job search. So, you know, of course, the immediate thing is, oh, okay, so I have to be professional. But as you said, you do want to bring some personal elements into it because let's just say that, you know, Jack, if you were going for a job interview and someone came across your Instagram profile and let's just say that lifting was one of their passions too. Now, you're not going to go in and automatically get the job because of that, but it'll give you some talking points that'll give you something that will maybe set you apart from the crowd, which is ultimately what we're trying to do here with the personal branding anyway. Yes, exactly. And I can't tell you how many uh, friends I've made by, uh, by people coming across my Instagram and finding it uh, amusing or whatever. People have <laughs> funny reactions to, to the content because uh, it's a little out there. Uh, and then they'll 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 message me and maybe I'll help them out with a with a lifting program something that I do, uh, and then we end up becoming good friends and a lot of my friends today are, are friends that I met through creating a platform that helped uh, explain a bit about who I am before people get to know me, um, and it it doesn't fully encompass uh, my life it has nothing uh, was has little to do with uh, my girlfriend or my cats or my love of Star Wars or comic books <laughs> or uh, any of the other things I enjoy in my life. It's just a niche. It's a niche facet of my life, but uh, it can it can be valuable to uh, to help create those connections. So if an interviewer does have a sports background, they say, hey, oh, another athlete. We can talk. We can talk athletics. And there's that common ground. Or if you, as a technician, created an electromechanical uh, repair Instagram and some uh possible employer scrolled through it and saw you worked on a particular system that they worked on when they were in the Navy that say, oh, they still got the, that particular turbine going on and on that platform. Yeah, they do. And then guess what? You've just built rapport um, in advance by including that content on your platform. So you mentioned your cats a couple of times. I'm thinking if you want a new venture, then you need to start a cat Instagram page. <laughs> I've thought about it. Friends. I've thought about it. I could get little costumes for them and make little scenes. <laughs> Or, uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's what Facebook is for. <laughs> exactly. So one thing that we talked about actually before we started having this conversation, we talked about in a previous conversation, is just that you can't be all things to all people. And it's important to remember mm. that um, even in a job search. So, you know, of course, you're looking for a job, but that doesn't mean that your personal brand and the things that are important to you, maybe they don't necessarily align with every single company that could be hiring. So um, once you decide on your personal brand and know what platforms to use, you also kind of have to know what is in line with what I'm looking for. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, uh, I'd, be, I'd be happy to share my thoughts there. Just like I said, with the not including pictures of my cats on my Instagram, it's because it's not trying to be a cat Instagram. It's a, it's a lifting Instagram. And so I can't be all things to all people. And if that means that there's some people that don't follow me, that's completely fine because um, the, the people that I want to have following that page uh, will follow that page because it's the kind of content they're, they're oriented for. So what that means for the job seeker, whether you're building a platform or you're in an interview environment or a social environment, um, try not to feel the need to appease and give the quote-unquote right answer to every question. Now, you want to be smart about your answers, but you also want to reflect your own personal brand accurately. And so if you, uh, if you try to be all things to all people, you're going to end up sounding uh, like you have low conviction 
to your values. So what that might look like in a, in a practical sense, in an interview setting, you might set up your you know, about me question when they say, well, tell me about yourself, which is the, the ultimate uh, layup of a question because you can, you can frame out the entire interview in that answer. Um, so tell me about yourself. And you say, well, I'm a very structure-oriented person. The military has helped instilled in me a level of discipline that that uh, leads to high task accomplishment in a in a really um, in a really compact timeline, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a robot, et cetera. And then <laughs> later on in the interview, they say, well, how do you deal with ambiguity? And you say, well, I'm actually great at dealing with ambiguity. When there's no no restrictions on my time and no deadlines, man, I love just going with the flow. Well, which are you, the robot or the surfer? Because <laughs> now you sound like you don't know who you are. Uh, so don't uh, don't be afraid to answer that second question with, well, you know, in times past, I have struggled with ambiguity because, as I mentioned, I'm a very structure-oriented person. So for me, what I have to do to deal with ambiguity is to uh, create artificial structure for myself and for my team to help drive task accomplishment by creating our own internal deadlines when no external deadlines exist and creating criteria for success that we can drive towards that's quantitative rather than you know operating in this nebulous environment where we're not sure how we're being evaluated. Well, that's good because it's a good answer to the question and it reinforces what you originally identified as being your personality of being nice and structured. So same thing applies on social media. Um, make sure it's it's internally consistent, just as your interview answers need to be internally consistent. I know you mentioned that you're pretty passionate about interview prep, so that's something uh, we'll have you back on because I was pretty impressed with that advice too. Oh, I love that stuff. Interview prep is uh, one of my favorite, favorite things. I mean, I'm not on the recruiting side of the house. Uh, I'm on the, the AE side of the house, but when it comes to conferences, um, the AEs get to participate in some of the interview prep steps with the candidates, and that is literally my favorite part of conference because I think interviewing is um, is the greatest game uh, that you get to play. Right coming out of the coming out of the service or before you exit, it is the easiest way to take yourself from a uh, a B candidate uh, on your resume to an A candidate overall. If you know how to interview. You literally just place yourself up a couple notches in any hiring manager's eyes just by knowing how to talk about yourself, something that you're already an expert on. So I'd be glad to share some of my thoughts uh, on that in the future, if you like. Very good. I would definitely like that. So um, just back to personal branding, just to kind of wrap this up. So um, I wanted to know if you have any examples of candidates that you've worked with since you've been with Orion um, as someone that has a strong personal brand and how that helped him or her land their dream job. Yeah, I actually encountered this one candidate, and uh, and I don't have uh, her permission to share her specific information, but essentially she had done a really good job of documenting her travels as a surface warfare officer uh, on on her Instagram. Um, as anyone listening to this knows, when you're a surface warfare officer or you're on, in the surface Navy, you get to do a lot of port visits. Well, she did a great job of um, assembling her experiences, literally joining the Navy and seeing the world, uh, through uh through her Instagram and so you could you could scroll through her feed and say wow she got to visit uh Oman and she got to visit 
uh, Rota, Spain. She got to visit uh, Greece or all these different places, and then including some vacations that she took while she was in. Uh, but it was a it was a travel Instagram, which are pretty popular anyway. But it was through the lens of being a naval officer, so it was a great promotion for for the the Navy as a whole, but also great promotion for her experience as an individual because it communicated to the hiring managers before they met her, if they had seen her Instagram, hey, this is someone who's literally been around the world. They, they've they seen different cultures, different experiences. They're probably very effective in uh, cross-cultural, cross-functional teams. They know how to communicate. Um, they've, they've, they've been around. They've developed that sense of culture. And they're probably going to bring a lot of useful perspective uh, from a wide range of experiences that we might not already have on the team. Uh, so maybe this is not just a diversity hire from a, a female and military perspective, but this could be a perspective uh, diversity hire because this person has a background that, that the rest of us just don't have. So we have to have this person on our team. And that was an example of a time where I, I, I really said, wow, you know, this person, this person had it figured out. Uh, far enough in advance that mm-hmm. that she was able to leverage the platform uh, for her success uh, in the interview process. That's very cool, and it's kind of what we talked about before, um, bringing the personal element into it. So, you know, her Instagram was not business-focused. However, it could still um, be a great tool in helping her get a job because of the experiences that she can portray and the kind of the cultural and diversity factor that you mentioned. Exactly, exactly. Awesome. Um, so, Jack, do you have any other thoughts and advice? One thing I definitely want you to cover is that you graciously offered to help out if anyone has any questions. So, um, just make sure that you let us know what your best contact information would be as well. Sure. Uh, I'm happy to provide that. Um, you could find me on uh, on Instagram as uh, Jack the Deadlift Ripper. Um, it's uh, underscores between each word. So Jack underscore the underscore deadlift underscore ripper. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as Jack Morrow working for Orion. You can find me on Facebook as Jack Morrow. Uh, or you can email me um, the letter J, last name Morrow, M-O-R-R-O-W at oriontalent.com. Feel free to reach out if you want help developing your own personal social media or you want help developing social media to leverage for your uh, professional experience. I'm happy to uh, to brainstorm with you on how to create the kind of unique content that will help move your uh, move your brand forward. Awesome. Very good. So as I mentioned, we will have you back for an interview prep podcast. I'm sure everyone will be very curious to hear your thoughts on that. It sounds like you have lots of great advice. So um, I think that's it for now. But Jack, thanks for the time. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.